Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome back on board On the Mark on a day that sees President Trump being indicted yet again. His fourth indictment in, what, several months now? Uh, we had hoped to have somebody, one of Thane Rosenbaum or one of our CBS friends, on to talk about it, but we have somebody else special here with. Uh, discussion that they made last night on a television program. We'll get to that in a minute. But I'm sure you're going to have some comments about this today. Uh, we already have two emails in on the subject. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our telephone number, our hotline is 570-743-9565. You'll get right on through to our producer, Lynn Hall, if you call that number now. 570-743-9565. Email us and on the mark, as I said, several have already done that, or text us at 70236, but be sure to include the keyword OTM. We all know that SMC stands for Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars and satisfying more customers since 1915. With that comes the need for many great behind-the-scenes employees. While they have many awesome technicians ready to serve you right now, they need more due to the busy business that a 107-year-old firm has earned. They're looking for entry-level and experienced technicians to work in their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body and frame alignment, and their towing departments as well. Whether you're an experienced technician, an entry-level technician looking for your first job, or someone looking for a career change, they would love to hear from you. Stop by in person, apply online at sunburymotors.com, or call Todd at 286-7746. Well, the charges filed against President President Trump include, and I will read them here this morning, uh, violating the Georgia RICO Act, the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer, conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer, conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree, conspiracy to commit false statements and writings, conspiracy to commit filing false documents, conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree, filing false documents and solicitation of violation of oath of office by a public officer. Last night, and we do have a call coming in, I want to get to it in just a moment, but last night on Hannity's program, Alan Dershowitz, who admittedly is, whether you like him or hate him, one of the greatest constitutional scholars alive in America today and certainly one of the most preeminent legal authorities. He appeared on Hannity's show last night on Fox, and he had this interesting comment. Well, first of all, nobody should take it all seriously, the fact that there was a grand jury indictment. It means nothing. It's the prosecutor who indicted. The best evidence of that is that it was on his website before the grand jury even voted. Now, the whole strategy of all these four cases is to get a conviction before the election, 
even if they're going to lose on appeal. I used to teach my students, many of them future prosecutors, if you bring a RICO case, that increases your chances of winning a trial and losing on appeal. The same thing is true with conspiracy and other cases involving mental states. And so all four of these cases are designed to get quick, quick convictions in jurisdictions that are heavily loaded against Donald Trump. And these prosecutors don't care as much as prosecutors generally do about having the convictions reversed on appeal, because that will happen after the election, which only goes to prove what I've been arguing now for, for months. If you're going after the man who's running against your incumbent president, you would darn well better have the strongest case possible. And these are among the four, at least three of them, three weakest cases I've ever seen against any candidate. We don't know about the fourth, but it seems like it's very much like the D.C. case. And if you're going after the man running for president against your person, you have to have the strongest case. Otherwise, it becomes a banana republic. Anybody can prosecute anybody. And we're opening the door to prosecution of Democrats by Republicans, Republicans by Democrats. It's what Alexander Hamilton wrote in The Federalist is the most dangerous threat to democracy. And we're seeing it unfold in front of our eyes very, very tragically. I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Trump supporter, but I care deeply about the Constitution. I care deeply about preserving the rule of law, and we're seeing it being frittered away for partisan political purposes. That's a very damning statement, I think. It's being frittled away for partisan political purposes. Whether you like Donald Trump or not, there has to be some concern about how this has played out. There is, in my part, the fact that they actually had this on the website before the grand jury voted. Uh, come on. There's something wrong with that. Stan, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh so was there Swiss on that Georgia ham sandwich they indicted? <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's certainly some strange things that Donald Trump did. Now, whether they rise to a criminal criminal conduct or not, I don't know. The laws of Georgia are not one of my fortes. I'm not familiar with their version of the RICO Act, although I understand from hearing talking heads this morning that it's uh, stricter than the federal uh, RICO Act. So I don't well, know. Well, whatever. But... One of the one of the things that they listed as part of their indictment was that he put a tweet out in I think it was in January, November, December when they were having some hearings on the election in Georgia that hey they're holding the elections on TV go watch basically oh my what a crime that is but that's part of why they indicted him because he 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 said to go watch the, the hearing you know it, it's stupid stuff like that. You know, and you're right. They put, uh, you know, they say they didn't put uh, the indictment out uh, on the internet before it was voted on, but uh, way a lot of a whole lot of proofs showing that they did. So, you know, who's lying here? I, I just, you know, and I think this prosecutor and she's going after for supposedly things that were do done in other states. That part I don't quite understand how a state attorney in Georgia can uh, indict a guy for things that was done in other states questioning the election. I guess questioning the election is, you know, illegal now. And so the next time a Republican wins office and the Democrats try and stop the electoral count with their uh, 
you know, uh, protesting the electors that are chosen in their states, I guess they'll be arrested too, correct? Well, but come on, Stan, you've got to look at the other side of this, I think, to be absolutely fair. Donald Trump <laughs> did make some rather unusual requests of these Georgia officials. He didn't just call uh, what, what, what request? Uh, can you find me the 11, I just no, need no, you to no, find no, me no. 11,000 votes. I need you to find no, me 11,000 votes. I need, he said, I need to find whatever thousands of votes there is. He didn't say you need to, he said I need. That's the way the transcript is written. I understood. He said, "I need you to find 11,000 votes." The word, the word "you" doesn't exist in that, from my understanding, of what the transcript says. Well, I need to. The you who's, part. Whose transcript? Trump's transcript or someone else's? Well, from that call, whoever trans- transcribed it from the call. Okay. Well, I, I heard it as you. <laughs> from you the news that. media, correct? Well, yeah, that's where I heard it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, there's also very fine people in Charlottesville. Right. Right. There are. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, you know how that was, you know, uh, the narrative on that was that Trump's the racist. That's why Biden had to run, because Trump's the racist. He said there was fine people in Charlottesville that had that riot. That ain't what he said. But, you know, hey, that's how the lie starts. But it, let, Speaking me, of let me put it to you this way. Donald Trump, instead of calling all these people, I mean, let's face it, what was his intent? His intent was to intimidate them. A call from the President of the United States is intimidating on any circumstance. And yet, here's this guy on the phone saying, listen, the election was stolen from me. I need you to do this, or I'd like you to do that, or please do this, please do that. That's intimidation. Intimidation. Yeah, oh, I think so. We're, we're, if the president we're, called we're, you and asked you to do something that you didn't want to do, would you find it intimidating? <laughs> Which president? Biden? Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Biden, I'd tell go pound sand, and then I'd hang up on him. But anyways, that you know, that's you're here nor there. It'll sort itself out. But this is all election interference, and we all know it. But just you know, and, and like they say, you know, I'm thinking they put Swiss and, and mustard on their ham sandwich down there when they indicted. That's that's just all it is. But when they put it out the indictment before the supposed grand jury actually voted on anything, well, that's, that there. is troubling. Yes, that is very troubling. So is she going to is is the DA going to be censured for that? Well, because the DA, should be. the, the DA, the DA no, the DA denies any knowledge of it. Uh, of the course. district okay. attorney, yeah, I think right. I have, I think I have her statement here. She said the Fulton County District Attorney's Office uh, says this. No, I can't tell you anything about what you refer to. What I can tell you is that we had a grand jury here in Fulton County. They deliberated till almost eight o'clock, if not right after eight. An indictment was returned. It was true billed, and now you have an indictment. She said, I'm not an expert on clerk's duties or even administrative duties. I wouldn't know how to work that system if I wanted to. And so I'm not going to speculate. Next question. That's what she said. Okay, yeah, all right. Well, whatever. But we all know why this this was dropped yesterday. Why yesterday because in particular? Today, yep, today is the second anniversary of the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. And to cover for Biden, we got to have Trump 24-7 because you know all they're going to be talking about is Trump, not the disaster in Afghanistan. That's well, all. Well, there are people talking about the Afghanistan disaster. Uh, and, that, and, 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 they've had, and the minutes of coverage will be compared, and I can guarantee you the minutes of coverage of Trump 
will sway surpass the coverage of the ban- well, Afghanistan. I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. But let me ask you this question. Isn't there anything about this, the way Trump behaved after the election in Georgia, that you find troubling? Troubling. Well, there's way too much suspicious activity going on, and he was angry. So I'll let it slide at that. All right? Okay. That, that's that's where there was a lot of suspicious activities went on before and during and after the election. Okay? You don't count votes a week or two weeks afterwards. You don't start voting six months ahead of time. You don't come in a month or two before the election and change election law illegally because it's unconstitutional. The judges, the governors, and the secretaries of states by the Constitution are not allowed to change election law, and that's exactly what happened. So there's a lot of hinky stuff going on, not to mention the drop boxes and the, you know that Zuckerberg paid for to have all around the states that in some states they were actually illegal. I think Wisconsin is one of them, and they still went on. And people were just dumping ballots because they're out ballot harvesting in states probably where they weren't allowed because they were wholesale mailing out absentee or, or, or mail-in votes, uh, ballots. So that'll never be sorted out. I fully co- understand that because the powers that be won't allow it to be sorted out. But it did happen. There's proof that it happened. And, yeah, it, it, it'll just go down in history as being a debacle and we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out in 50 years although i won't be around to see it more than likely that's it's just that's just the way i feel it's you know the, the truth will 100 percent come out in the future but by that point what difference does it make as hillary famously said after the you know, the benghazi debacle what difference does it make now right well you know i i still think I agree with Alan Dershowitz that there are elements about this that are troubling. But I also agree that what the district attorney in Atlanta, that some of what Trump did is troubling, you know. And, and I think if an indictment, I mean, I think they overreached indicting all these people and, and, and saying they're going to try them all at the same time is absolutely insane. I think as somebody in CBS <laughs> News pointed out, you'd have like, what, 19 attorneys asking the witnesses questions. You know, that's going to be a, a ridiculous thing. And to try and do it in six months. I admire her, but I think if we were just bringing charges against one person, six months would work. But I understand. I, I didn't see the complete list of, of all the people they indicted, but my wife tells me one of them was a rapper, somebody who uh, supported Trump, an entertainer who supported Trump. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and, and, and they're going after supposed, oh, the fake, fake electors. No, they were alternate slate of electors in case the courts decided in Trump's favor. Okay. That's what that was all about, and that's legal, because remember, was it 62, 60, 62, when Kennedy did it for Hawaii? There's precedence for that. But these, you know, Michigan has uh, charged people out there, fake electors, and now they're doing it down there in uh, Georgia. They weren't fake electors. They were alternate electors. Nobody said they were going to go in and say, hey, these guys are the ones you got to use these okay. people. You know, it's just it's, it's all a bunch of garbage and by the way what comments have we gotten out of biden on the maui fires in hawaii well i'm not looking at that this morning i figure our topic is going to be donald trump hey thanks i'll tell you what the comment was what it was no comment when he was asked about it you know if trump had said that when over 100 people died that they know of and and over a thousand are missing no comment on a disaster like that what would they would have roasted him skewered him and roasted him 
for that. But Biden, he gets a pass. Okay. No comment was his comment. All right. Y'all have a great day. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate your call. 570-743-9565. 570-743-9565. Our hotlines are open. Give us a call. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Got a number of those. Got a couple of texts, too, at 70236 with the words OTM at the start. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Attention, Central Pennsylvania truck buyers. This is the one event you've been waiting for. Subbury Motors is having their 75th annual August new Ford truck sale with savings up to $8,465 and financing as low as 1.9%. All new Ford F-150s will be priced at just $75 over invoice and they will come with a genuine Ford bedliner. Ford Motor Company has awarded SMC 42 additional F-150s to meet consumer demand during this unprecedented sale. The Ford F-150 is America's number one selling truck for 46 consecutive years and one is sold every 49 seconds. Summary Motors has 23 new Ford Explorers available with savings up to five grand, and they start from just 43,375. Pick from 17 of the totally redesigned Ford Escapes, and SMC has them slashed $2,500, and they start from only $30,890. Summary Motors in the North Fourth Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, proudly owned by the Mertz family for over a century. Hurry before someone gets your new truck. Agnes, it's pure, delicious water cooler truth, and it's already on the way. Get great tasting bottled water for as low as a dollar a day at participating dealers. Details at Culligan.com. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Jeremy Branahan. Delighted to have you with us, and even more delighted to have Thane Rosenbaum on the line. Thane, of course, is a, a novelist, an essayist, and distinguished university professor. He's also a CBS legal analyst, and he has appeared many times on CBS radio, TV, and frequently on cable and television news programs. If I were to read all of Thane's sort of qualifications, we uh, wouldn't have time for the rest of the program. But let's just say he taught at Fordham University's law school, and he has been teaching human rights, uh, legal humanities, and law and literature. And in 2005, he was a visiting professor at the Benjamin N. Cardoza School of Law at Yeshiva University. Thane, thank you so much for taking your time again this morning to be with us. I told you we'd come after you when Trump got indicted in Georgia. So here we are. Yes, Joe, although remember with an indictment, when you say to someone, we're coming after you, you scare people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant we would seek your, your know, expertise. Maybe that you was know, a better the, way to phrase I, it. I just, I just ran into my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is an interesting indictment here because you have in one case, you have this uh, lady in the district attorney down there who has obviously political leanings. I mean, she has been uh, in a heavily Democratic area. She is a Democrat. She is, you know, coming after not just Trump, but all these other people. I can't imagine and wants to try them all at the same time. What's your take on this? Well, she certainly can't accomplish a speedy trial, which is what she said last night in her press conference. You don't get a speedy trial when you indict 19 people. Each of them will get one or two lawyers. You know, you're not going to be able to fit all these people in one courtroom. Uh, she also, you know, ties them all together under the RICO laws. Uh, and the purpose of RICO is to essentially say all of these people, even if they don't know each other, even if they've never been in the same room, uh, if they've been engaged in any kind of act that was somehow connected to trying to overthrow the election, we tie them together as part of a criminal enterprise. That's a very fact-intensive case. You know, she's basically listed 160 acts, every meeting, every phone call, every tweet, 
anything that ever happened involving these 19 people. It's a very detailed indictment, and it's going to take a long time to prosecute. Why would she even attempt it? I mean, is there some political motivation, or do you see some uh, some kind of motivation that maybe the rest of us are missing on this? Well, Joe, you know, RICO laws are sort of sexy in a weird way, right? It immediately associates you with the mafia. You think <laughs> of RICO, you think of the mob. Right. Uh, it was created in 1970 for that purpose. Supreme Court said you can use it for something else, but that's not what is true in people's minds. In people's minds, this is what you do with mobsters. That's why throughout her criminal indictment, she repeats the phrase criminal enterprise like a million times, right? That sounds horrible, You're right? right. <laughs> that sounds just horrible. That sounds like that's the worst thing ever. And so to tie all of them together, and I also think, you know, one of the weaknesses of some of the other cases, remember the one in D.C., the federal case, only has one defendant, Donald Trump. So in that case, you have to believe that this guy orchestrated everything and did everything on his own because he's the only defendant, right? Right. In this case, you're basically saying, no, 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 there are a lot of accomplices. There are 19 of them. And so it does make this look more provable, right, in some ways. Like, well, if we can just tie all these dots together, connect them all together, the jury will see a criminal enterprise. Whereas in the, the one in the federal case is much, to me, much more based on the law. Do, do these criminal statutes apply to this president's conduct, which raise appealable questions, questions that can be taken up on appeal? Uh, here, it's not really likely to get an appeal until it's over. She's going, I have a very detailed case. Let me prove it. Give me a chance. Well, wouldn't it be possible for the defendants to ask for severability, having their trials separated? Or oh, is my that... God. There's going to be all kinds of pretrial motions. You know, the, 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 for day one of this trial, if there ever is one, I can't imagine when it'll be, because there's also going to be questions moving it, right? One of those charges here is that you, this group of people prevented Georgians from voting. You thwarted the opportunities for Georgians to vote, uh, interfered with their election. Are the Georgian jury, is that the most partial jury in a situation like this? That's what I would say if I was Donald Trump. You're saying, you're saying that we were the ones that interfered with the voters of Georgia, and you think we're going to find 12 impartial people? We think this should be somewhere else. So, yes, there are many things, including the severability of the case and the divide about also. I think at least three or four, maybe more, of the defendants are Donald Trump's lawyers, which means what happened to the attorney-client privilege? Mm -hmm. They're not supposed to give each other up. These conversations, meetings, the advice that they received and gave, supposed to be privileged. Well, plus the fact, I would suspect that the amount of evidence and the strength of the case would vary by defendant, wouldn't it? Uh, yes and no, because again, what the RICO statute essentially says is all of these disparate acts don't look like they're connected, but they are. So all we need to prove is that, is, let's say, defendant number 11, right, that you said this to that person. And if we can establish that you said that to this person and that a jury can conclude or infer that what you meant to tell them was to pressure them to do something, all right, well, that establishes what you did. Now, again, this is like the bank robbery. That's what conspiracies do, where the, there's an accountant and there's a getaway driver and someone gets shot inside the bank. Well, in a conspiracy, the accountant is credited with shooting. 
it, he wasn't there. He's the accountant. The, the getaway driver is credited as if he pulled the trigger. Right. So that's really what conspiracies do, especially in RICO. It's basically saying, you're in for the whole thing. You might have done one little thing, but it was a bad idea because it was all part of the same enterprise. Well, as you point out correctly, a number of these uh, defendants are uh, Donald Trump's attorneys. Don't they have enough? If they felt he had done something criminal, was asking them to do something criminal, wouldn't they have a responsibility to come forward at the time and say, I was asked to commit a criminal act? Or, you know, the privilege doesn't cover criminality, does it? No, but their position is it's not criminal to question the outcome, challenge the outcome of a presidential election. That what they're telling, he's saying, what the, what the prosecutors are saying in D.C. and in Georgia is, it, we are criminalizing you for questioning this election. That's what their argument is. We have a First Amendment right to question it. This is a democracy, and that's what we were doing. We were doing it in various different ways. There were recounts. There were audits in Georgia. Uh, there, even the question of the fake elector scheme, I'm sure they're going to say, the 12th Amendment and the Electoral Count Act are confusing. It's not clear how the Electoral College works, and we honestly believe that we have the right uh, and constitutional authority for there to be an alternate slate of electors that represent the will of the people. That's what they're going to say. And, I, and I'm not sure that's a, you know, an unconvincing argument. There is a big difference between challenge, you know, there's nothing unlawful about saying, I reject these re election results. I reject them. I don't care what you say. I think I won. There's not, you don't go to jail for that. They're saying, yes, but you undertook action to overthrow the government, to prevent the tree people transfer of power. So you've got a fundamental factual dispute where they simply saying, I reject the results. You can never get me to, you'll never get me to say I lost. You don't go to jail for that. The question is, did I simp did I lawfully try to uh, determine whether I won or lost, or did I undertake illegal acts in order to remain in the White House? But if you ask someone to find you 11,700 votes, isn't that kind of a, an affirmative thing? I'm asking you to do something outside the law. I'm telling you that I believe someone, that there are that many votes available to be found, even. Again, you know, it's a jury question, right? Okay. What, is it, what does it mean, right? I'm sitting there as one of 12 jurors, and I look at that, and I listen, and I go, does that mean that he's asking him to falsify the votes? Or does he's asking him to say, if we keep looking, we'll find 11,500 votes? They're there. I believe they're there. I believe the Georgians voted for me. And I believe that this was a very close election, which it was. It was an election that included absentee ballots and mail-in ballots that has never been done before all over the country. Tens of millions of people voted this way. We have affidavits from people. This is what we're going to say. Affidavits of people that saw things that are uh, shady, that look like that they violated the law, look like it was election fraud. And I think that if we keep looking, we'll find it. That's what he's going to say. There's a big difference between saying, let's falsify 11,500 votes. Just give me the papers to make it sound like I got it. Or I think they're out there. We just have to discover them. Well, from a legal perspective, Thane, and let's drop Alvin Bragg out of the equation for a minute, the other three indictments or series of indictments, any of them stronger than the others, any of them weaker than the others from strictly a legal perspective? The only one that I always thought, I never thought the Georgia case was strong. The New York case, to me, was very weak from the beginning. 
Um, and, and I, you know, even the D.C. case to me was never something that I, you know, they changed the case on me, by the way. <laughs> the D.C. case used to be called the January 6th case. Right. Not the January 6th, right? So I was thinking, well, I don't think you're going to be able to prove under First Amendment law that he incited a riot. I'm sorry. I've written a book on the First Amendment. I just don't see under Supreme Court precedent that doesn't qualify. He did not. He has a First Amendment right to engage in political advocacy, as he does in Georgia, and that's what he's saying he's done. I'm simply questioning the election results. The only case that I always thought that he was vulnerable on, but but I thought the prosecution didn't focus on it enough, maybe until today, maybe they're listening to me, was the obstruction of justice in Florida. Not the espionage piece, which I didn't understand. Like, I think the Presidential Records Act protects him, in my view. I don't think President Trump committed espionage like the Rosenbergs, like Julian Assange, like Chelsea Manning, like Edward Snowden. That is not what happened here. He didn't destroy evidence. He didn't sell evidence. He didn't, to me, that's not what the Espionage Act is about. But it does look more and more from the very beginning that he knew he had it and he was playing three-card Monty with the documents. He was obstructing the justice. The government was asking for it back and he and some of his employees were moving it around. Now, maybe that was never the sexiest charge. It doesn't sound that terrible, right? That he's playing, you know, I'm moving it from a closet to my sock drawer. Maybe that, <laughs> that to me, but to me, that was the one where, like, I think you look guilty there, I think. And now that we're seeing that there was the attempt to destroy surveillance video, right? Right. right that, that case is now looking more like a destruction of, of evidence case than in an espionage case, which to my mind is correct, right? I think if you want to go after that, just doesn't look right. I also think that he's been overcharged in all of these cases, because what I think what the evidence really shows is he's not a good guy, right? right. <laughs> he's not a good guy. If we thought you were before, you know now there are a lot of, this is a profoundly flawed human being, and there's gross negligence all over the place. I just never was sure whether these were criminal acts. And I'll say the same thing even here, from what George is very detailed and scary sounding, criminal enterprise, but I'm not sure that that stuff it was gonna convince 12 people in a jury that, he was a, that he's part of this scheme to subvert the election results as opposed to possibly simply challenging the results. Well, last question, and then I'll let you go. Two of these indictments, or series of indictments, involved acts when he was actually president of the United States. Are the taxpayers on the hook for any of his legal expenses in them? Yeah, it's a good question. That actually happened in the first defamation case that was brought uh, against the woman who uh, won recently for the charge that he had raped her inside a New York City department store. Mm-hmm. That There's another version of that case coming up, because initially he said... When I said to the American people that I didn't do this and that she's a liar, I was acting in my capacity as the President of the United States, so the Justice Department needs to defend me because I was acting in my capacity as the President. And I wonder whether, as you point out, he's going to make a similar argument. Some of the things that happened here, I was still the President, and I had a right to say those things, and I shouldn't be on the hook for them because I was acting in my capacity as the President who believed that the election was stolen. 
Okay. Hey, Thane Rosenbaum, we really appreciate you taking your time and sharing your expertise with us. And I think we'll probably want to come after. No, I'm sorry. We're probably going to want to <laughs> seek out your advice again as this moves forward. Thane, thanks so much for being with us this morning. Really appreciate Anytime it. Time for you, Joe. Thank Take you. care. Bye. All right. Thane Rosenbaum from CBS News, their legal analyst, always insightful, always interesting, always well informed. We'll take a quick break, and the phone lines are now open again 570 743 9565. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. We were delighted to have Thane Rosenbaum from CBS to talk to us this morning. Uh, some people think Thane's a conservative, some people think he's too liberal. I think he's right down the middle, but uh, we'd be interested in hearing your comments on what he had to say. In addition, we've been talking this morning about Donald Trump's latest indictments, this time in Georgia. We have a number of emails and texts while we're waiting for your calls. If you want to weigh in, 570-743-9565, or email us at onthemarkwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Put OTM at the front of your message. And, of course, On the Mark is brought to you, as always, by the good folks at the Sunbury Motor Company, selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. EB says, you can hear the panic in fake news Stan's voice. He knows Trump and his allies are going to jail, and he's desperate to spin it another way. Sorry, Stan, your attempts to deflect won't change the fact that the orange idiot is going to be held accountable. Get thee to a safe space, snowflake. Okay. One of our texters says, if Trump was a true patriot, he would step down for consideration by the GOP. Enough is enough. Too much drama for the United States. Another texter says, Stan, Biden said Hawaii has all the help he can give them. Wrong again. Another texter says, Stan, if it was help, if it, if it was help me find, if it would help me find the votes, the call that got Trump in trouble in Georgia, and they list an Axios.com website where uh, apparently that conversation is listed. And right now we have some calls coming in. Al is first. Good morning, Al. You're on the mark. Good morning. Hey, I have a new joke, and it's really not a joke. It's kind of tyranny. Um, I want everybody that thought the election was a fraud to report to jail by the 29th. Turn yourself in or we're going to put warrants out for you. Now, why do you I say mean, that? Because that's what they're doing to Trump. Well, he had a freedom of speech. He didn't think the election was free and fair, and it wasn't enough fraud, Barr said, to change the out fraud, outcome. But there was fraud, but there wasn't enough fraud. And every time you see Bill Barr on TV, you see there was not enough fraud, and they cut out to change the results of the election. But he isn't, that's exactly he, what the man said. He isn't being charged with uh, protesting the outcome. He's charged with specific actions he took relating well, to his belief or his, his alleged His freedom belief. of speech was, if you can find me 11,700 votes, I would have won this election. And I think there's that many that are not counted. The point is they didn't finish the sentence. They well, didn't. They cut what they want to see. What they want us to see. But what we're seeing right now is a two-tiered justice system and tyranny, and it's built into the Constitution. And I don't know when it's going to come to the point, but they're smashing our Constitution. They're ripping it up. They're shredding it with this election interference for the second time. The first time they spied on Trump, and Obama was in on that. And we know this is the O'Biden administration. And it's got to stop. And what are we going to do? We watched it all our lives. Uh, and you and I both, 
We watched it all our life, taking a little bit of our liberty and our freedom of speech away a little bit of time. So it's our fault. And I think anybody over a certain age, if there is a revolution, we have to go first because we're going to be the cannon fodder because it's our fault. And, you know, also there's so many people that feel like me that if we don't do something drastic like that, we're going to lose this country. We got China at war with us in five or six different ways. Chemical, germ warfare, um, cyber warfare, uh, in our electrical systems, they're flying over top of us, they're going in our waters. What do we need? We need the flotilla to come into the New York Bay to get the message. China's at war with us, and all the guys coming over the border right now, there's so many, uh, there's a surge on the border right now, and they're all military-age young men, and a lot of them are from China. They're building a supercell inside this country, and we're so stupid that we're going to let them do it. And then we got them on Cuba. They're moving into Cuba. That's supplies for the supercell. You can get it over here in an hour and a half in a fast boat or, or less. I mean, it's it's just to the point where you can't believe what's going on in this country. Well, I'm not certain that I buy into everything you say, but I certainly think we need to take a tougher, ta- a t- tougher stand on China. Not a stuffer tan on China, but a tougher stand yeah, on China. Yeah, but it's our, our, we run this country. We the people, and we are not the people anymore. It's the bureaucrats running it and, and everybody getting rich in Washington. Mitch McConnell, his wife uh, is a fam, is one of the family members of the largest fleet that hauls military chi- uh, Chinese weapons and stuff. He's getting money from China too. I mean, it's the deep state, like he said. And how do you clean out Washington? You know, you could say, "All right, guys, by the 29th, I'm going to report to jail, and you're going to leave Washington, and then we're going to have a free and fair election." I, I mean, that didn't make any sense at all. But that's what's going on in this country. But let's right say now. let's say that 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 um, what what do you want to call it the anomalies in the election in 2016 or 2020 rather the cheat I call it well, cheat. you want to call it cheat. You can let's, call it anomalies. Say, you can I'll call it cheat. Let's say that uh, there were there were some states where Donald Trump won a very narrow victory over Joe Biden. He didn't file for um, you know say there was some some kind of uh, yes bad we did stuff going on we, there. We what? made 40 some files and. The only reason they didn't go to court is because they said everything we, they brought to court, they said, doesn't have enough standing. There's not enough here to change the election. It's it's the legislature. I mean, everybody's in on it, Joe. You've got to see it. No, I'm afraid I mean, I this don't. country is so this country's so corrupt right now. It's it's unbelievable. Our president is sold out to the. Chinese. Look, I don't and like it, I don't like the fact that Joe Biden won the election. I don't think he's a I think he's a terrible president. That's my personal opinion. Donald Trump is a terrible man, but I think he was a very good president. The problem Yeah, but Donald I, the Biden can't is, be so stupid that that this is all happening by accident. The man's not that stupid. The man's into China's into him. And uh well, I, he's I, trying to protect what a legacy. There's obviously some connection to China with uh, the Biden family, so we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. All right, Al, we'll give you. <laughs> we the, can't afford to wait anymore. We'll give you we the last. Afford, that's we'll my give, last word. That's your last. We word. can't afford to wait anymore. All right, Al said that we can't afford to wait anymore. Al, thanks so you much for calling. Something.
Take we care. We the people. Okay. Take care. All right, Dan, hang on. Um, I have a bizarre email here. It says, Joe, I need your advice. My ex-wife killed my dog because he had rabies. Should I press charges? Please, this is urgent. I would suggest you contact your police department if, the, you know, that they would be the ones who would be the one to advise you what you should do in a situation like that or contact your attorney. One of our other emailers says, Donald Trump has been indicted yet again. It's another beautiful day in America for people who care about protecting the sanctity of our election process. It's also an occasion to deliver some truth to many of your callers, including Trump-worshipping Dan, who's next up online, by the way. This is not the weaponization of the DOJ. This is not election interference. This is not a partisan witch hunt. This is Donald Trump and his co-conspirators being held accountable for crimes they are alleged to have committed, crimes that they are a sufficient proof to, of to get him indicted four times. That is the bottom line. You can try to deny that all you want, but it only proves that denial ain't just a river in Egypt. Very clever. Dan, you're on the mark. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You know, when you have attorney Derzerwich, if I said it right, def defending what's being defending how uh, Trump, how he's being treated, if you have him out there and he already said on Hannity several times through the years, he's not a Trumper by any means. In fact, he voted for Hillary Clinton. He voted for uh, Biden. He never voted for, he don't like Trump personally, but he understands the injustice that's being done against President Trump. I think some of you people out there you left these. You ought to. You ought to look at that. That hey, there's injustice being done. It's not. It's a, like Derzowitz said. It's election interference. And even Mr. Rosenbaum, even he he don't see anything out there that that's really gonna go anywhere. What they have right now. So why can't you people see what's being done is election interference when they have really, I don't see anything that's going to go anywhere to get like they, like people want to see Trump in an orange suit. The only thing on orange on Trump's going to be his hair. And that's about it. It's just election interference against a great president. And I'm going to, I even go to say a great person who's done a lot for this country, loves this country. If he didn't love this country, he'd be out playing golf, say, forget it. I'm not running anymore. I don't need it. I don't, he don't need the money. He don't need any of it. But Trump's doing it for the love of the constitutional republic. He sees it being destroyed. He sees Dan's life going down the drain far as the country goes, and he sees all of us out here losing out in the long run. It's, he said the right thing. They're coming after me. If they get me, they'll get you. And that's about the size of it. And I, I agree with everything Al just finished saying. He's right on target. 
couldn't agree more about the destruction of America through the Biden administration. We've gone backwards so far. Unbelievable. Trump had us going in the right direction. We turned it around. We're going. Almost everything is going in the wrong direction. And it's a sad day. Okay. And America's crying. Hey, it's a sad day. All right, Dan. Well, listen, we got to take a break here, but thanks for calling. Thank you for your comments. We really appreciate them. 570-743-9565. We'll take our final break of the day. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. On the Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. One of our emailers said Trump told Pence that he was too honest when he refused to help overthrow the election. That's an open admission that he, Trump, is dishonest. Enough said. Chris, you're on the mark for Milton. Yeah, the Georgia phone call, for example, it says <clears throat> it said he needed <clears throat> uh, his his help to find the the votes that he needed to win, and they didn't have any. They didn't find it. They didn't have any. They'd done a recount. They'd done all sorts of things, and take it Arizona. He had to flip Arizona in order to win the election too. And Arizona did a month, month-long investigation into it. They didn't find anything except they found that uh, there were more questionable votes for, uh, for Trump than there were for Biden. And it was like in the 350-vote range, I believe. So I don't know where they're... <clears throat> How they're making all these charges, and in in Gore uh, election, they uh, the Supreme Court decided the election. Well, yeah, it didn't wind up back so, in the house. Well, it did wind up back in the house partially. Very partially. Right. <laughs> But, you know, don't you think that indicting 19 people is a little ridiculous and all, all of them and 20 to try them all at the same time? I mean, that looks to me like political grandstanding. That's And, and I think, as Lethane Rosenbaum pointed out, that just charging under the RICO Act makes it sound like these people are in the mafia. Well, that's how uh, Trump seems to run things. I'm sorry. What you? I missed what you said. He sees what? Uh, Trump. Trump kind of runs things that way. Well, you think? Well, yeah. But come on, 19 people. She can't be serious. Wanting to try them all at the same time. I mean, that that would be ridiculous. It wouldn't. It wouldn't make any sense to do that. You know. And I agree with Thane Rosenbaum. There are going to be a lot of uh, motions filed. Probably severability will be one of them. Uh, I don't think Donald. Oh, I agree with you. That I agree with him on that point. That that, that it's going to, it's not going to be done before the election. And don't you think the fact that it was done in Fulton County, one of the most heavily Democratic areas of the state of Georgia, don't you? Th doesn't that bother you a little bit too? Well, obviously, any place that's heavily Republican isn't going to do it because the Republicans all seem to think it was a crime uh, on January sixth. And they changed their mind a week later. Yeah. And they, they delayed the investigation as long as they could. 
Well, all right, you know, that's kind of apples and oranges compared to what this is. This is a specific incident where the President of the United States is accused of trying to take away people's votes in an election. And that's a serious charge, and I think it, it and, certainly and the violates Georgia, the Constitution. In the Georgia, a lot of uh, more action happened in Georgia than any place else relative to that, as far as I can tell. The... the Whoops, we're out of time, Chris. Call okay. back tomorrow and finish your thought. Yep. Thanks so much for calling. Appreciate your call. Bye. Bye. Appreciate all of you taking part in the program today. We'll be back tomorrow with more of On the Mark. This will probably still be a topic for conversation since I have a couple of emails I didn't get to and a few texts. On the Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. This is WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania.